I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Stay there, and they say yeah, and they say This is a fabulous... Wednesday morning across the country. Yes, that is DJ Khaled bringing us back with win. If you haven't heard that song before, that is what the Republicans did all over the country. The woke agenda is in tatters. Minneapolis votes down by a monster margin. Defund the police. Glenn Youngkin absolutely dominates 10 months a year after Virginia was not a competitive state in 2020, we have an absolute beatdown delivered by Glenn Youngkin to Terry McAuliffe. Right now in New Jersey, which Joe Biden won by 16 points in 2020. Right now in New Jersey, there is a race that is so close to call, it is going to come down to a few thousand votes one way or the other. The Democrats are in shock. They are curled up in the fetal position. Joe Biden might still be sleeping after returning from Glasgow. He does not have a single public event on his schedule today. Buck, yesterday evening, I spoke at the Moms for Liberty event. I was giving them updates on the Virginia race And we talked about it on this show going back to August. I said the mom revolution was real. And if you go look at the exit polling, moms swung by around 15 points. Women, mothers took over and said no more to the Democrat woke agenda. It was a stellar night. And by the way, one more shot at the woke agenda How about the Atlanta Braves when they got the Major League Baseball All-Star game pulled out of Atlanta? They won the World Series last night, and Rob Manfred, the feckless loser, pathetic commissioner, had to present the trophy to the Atlanta Braves for winning the World Series in a year when he wouldn't allow them to host the All-Star game. Buck, the woke agenda 
is gone up in flames, and it was glorious to see. Turns out that Virginia moms don't like it when they're being their kids. Uh, they're being told their kids belong to slovenly bureaucrats of the education apparatus and not their actual families. And that anybody who's got a problem with that might get a visit from Merrick Garland's goons. Turns out yes. that's not a winning strategy for Democrats in the state of Virginia. Also want to want to give a a big. Uh, a big congrats to the new lieutenant governor in the state oh, yeah. of Virginia, Winsome Sears. She's got a photo, Clay, going around where she's standing there. She's holding a, an AR, and she's a former Marine. Yes. And she's got an amazing story. Parents came here from Jamaica. She's the first uh, African American, uh, a black American female to hold statewide office, African American female to hold statewide office in Virginia. Um, and it's incredible. I mean, the, the enthusiasm behind that win is enormous, behind the Youngkin win. I mean, this guy was supposed... I talked to people in Virginia early on about this. This guy was supposed to lose handily to Terry McAuliffe. But it, again, the education issue, Democrats were wrong-footed on this. They don't understand how things have changed now that parents are more engaged and under you know now that they've been exposed to so much because of remember it's not just the zoom lessons it's often two parents at home for months and months of the zoom lessons yes so what the democrat pitch was here was the old school educators know what's best education bureaucrats are handling your kids shut up there is no crt comma but if you think there's crt and it's bad you're a racist I hope the Democrats try to run that as their playbook in every race, in every electoral contest going into these midterms, because they got shellacked over this. Absolutely crushed and annihilated. I will say we also called it here. We did. And we should point out, in addition to winning the governor's race in Virginia and winning the lieutenant governor's race in Virginia, the, the Republicans also won the attorney general's race and looks good about taking back over the legislature as well as there are still, I believe, several pending races to be determined there. But already, for the first time since 2009, Republicans have not just won a statewide office. They swept all three statewide elections. And they did it, by the way, despite the fact, as you point out, that the Democrats, it appears, are going to double down on their everything is racist theory. They did it with a black female lieutenant governor and a Hispanic attorney general, in addition to Glenn Youngkin. Uh, look, we don't vote on people based on what they look like, but I think it does demonstrate to a large extent the amount of appeal that the Republican message has, not only for white voters, but for black voters, for Hispanic voters, for Asian voters, for people who believe in individual excellence and the American dream, you have to support the uh, Republican Party. There right were, I mean, in Virginia specifically, and obviously there also is a new, there's a new mayor in New York City. That's going to be less consequential, but is, he's a Democrat, but it's something that's worth noting. We'll talk about, I think, where that's going to go for America's biggest city. Because, again, Clay, on the woke agenda, not a defund the police guy, realizes yes. that is a suicide pact for and, any major city. And a pro-business guy, Buck. Yeah. He said one of the first things he's going to do as mayor is try to get on a plane, go down to uh, Florida, and convince it, people who've abandoned the city to come back. I he mean, he understands be, what the impact is of business. Yes, he can be much better than de Blasio with very little effort, which will have a real impact, I think. And people will see when you do one thing, you get one set of results. When you take a different approach, when you decide that social justice should not be the sole guiding uh, guiding star, if you will, for everything you're doing in a policy world, uh, then things can get much better in the city. 
But the the education issue was central. I mean, you had a lot of moms in, again in Virginia, a lot of moms who came out. And by the way, dads too, parents, right? Concerned parents. Uh, I think that's the best way to describe it. Or if you're a Democrat, uh, terrorists and insurrectionists. So they should stick with that. I hope. Yes. They keep calling, you know, kind taxpayers who have, you know, stable families that are showing up that want the best for their children insurrectionists and domestic terrorists and Merrick Garland sends them more scary notes because the Democrat Party will head toward annihilation if it does that. Uh, That was a big part of this last night. But it's also a reminder with someone like Glenn Youngkin, if you just go out and you speak to the people you want to have voting for you, you find out what their actual concerns are, and then you come up with reasonable ways to address them, you can actually make a lot of gains. You won't convince the double-masked Fauciite, Biden-loving, woke brigade, right? But you don't have to. We don't need them, right? We need the folks, the kind of folks that came out last night in Virginia who clearly either switched or didn't come out in... Remember, the election was a year ago, right? It's not even like we waited two years for this result. That's what we need. And it was also nationwide. We talked about Minneapolis, even in New York City, as you mentioned, uh, Eric Adams much better than de Blasio, even though that's for the Democrats. Buck, I don't know how much attention this is going to get, but in Seattle, which is not exactly known as a bastion of uh, Republicanism, a law and order candidate and Davison beat the uh, Democrat to become the next Seattle city attorney. She's going to she is the first, according to this story, the first Republican elected in Seattle since 1989. The the summer of love that they were trying to have in Seattle, Chaz and all that madness. This was something that was happening all over the country in terms of its overall impact in uh, and the way that people revolted. She got 59 percent of the vote uh, and uh, 41 percent for the uh, challenger. So this is a big move in the city of Seattle, pointing to the defeat of the woke agenda from coast to coast. You know, Irvin Crystal's a liberal is someone who's been or rather a, a conservative is a liberal who's been mugged by reality. Right. You know, this yeah. is what, what you're seeing in major cities is that people are actually not being mugged by reality. They're being mugged and it's very tough to support, you know, end in, end mass incarceration, defund the police social justice lunacy when your store windows are being smashed and your grandparents are being uh, attacked and, and having things stolen from them on the way home or your, your store is being ransacked by people stealing from you. The left was able to get away with a narrative that pushed for this for a while and people have seen enough is enough. They, they, have, they have tasted the consequences, if you will, of the kind of virtue signaling social justice obsession that the left has and they realize it's bad. This doesn't actually work in practice. You know, this is we, we have to go through these cycles, it seems undermining your police force, deciding that uh, that we're going to teach divisive, really racial Marxism in schools. There's no good places that this takes you. And I think there was a, another thing on the on the education point, Clay, with Youngkin. It was there was a sneering condescension, even from Terry McAuliffe himself on this. I mean, remember that line when he said, you know, I don't think I don't think parents should be telling schools what to teach. Yes. All of a sudden, the parents were like, actually, it's our tax dollars. And we because liberals have convinced themselves. Sorry, a little horse today. Liberals have convinced themselves <laughs> that uh, I was so excited last night. shouting yeah, as the uh, returns came in that we don't want meaning conservatives and, and conservative parents don't want kids learning algebra. 
They, th- this is how condescending and sneering they are. That's not what anyone showing up at these school board meetings angry about. They're angry about actual pornography making its way into the curricula. They're angry about Ibram X. Kendi racial Marxism being yes. taught to people. You know, about white fragility being well, forced into the minds of nine-year-olds. That's, that's why they're angry. True. And they won't even deal with that reality. They, Clay, they, keep, they can't decide if it's not something that's happening or it is happening and you're racist if you don't like it. And that they're is just captured, too much. They're captured by the woke cult. Yep. They aren't able to stand up to the people that have taken over their party. And this came through, you know, Jamel Hill, who used to be at ESPN and said that Trump was a white supremacist. That's the only key she has. She keeps hitting the white supremacy key. And she claimed that the reason why Republicans won in Virginia was because of white supremacy. And then there was an awesome meme showing the current governor of Virginia dressed up in blackface next to the elected lieutenant governor holding an AR and said, oh, you know what? Maybe your racial dynamics are a little bit out of uh, out of whack here. And I, I think I'm fascinated to see what the mansions of the world, the moderates of the Democratic Party, they should be massively emboldened by this. I'm curious what the impact is going to be going forward of this walloping, of this ass-kicking. i got to give credit to people in Virginia. We said, Buck, don't let it be close enough where Terry McAuliffe can employ his attorneys, where the Democrats can go searching for every ballot. The analogy I made was don't let the officials determine this election. And in Virginia, people showed up, they voted, and they won so convincingly that Terry McAuliffe had to concede something, by the way, that the patron saint of the left, Stacey Abrams, still has not managed to do in the state of Georgia after the 2018 election. We got a lot more to talk about here. There's obviously a very close race between Murphy and Ciotarelli. I think I'm saying it right. Not an easy one. I was going to ask I, you how to pronounce it. I mean, I I'm pretty sure. good with the Italian names usually because I'm a New Yorker. But uh, that one's, I, I, you know, because also you get the Americanized Italian names and then it gets, you know, it gets all all difficult. But there's a really close race in New Jersey still to be determined. Uh, we're we're going to be joined by uh, Senator Marco Rubio later this hour. We've had a lot of talk about Florida recently. We had Governor Ron DeSantis on. You know, the Florida freedom miracle continues to be a shining light for this country. Uh, so, Clay and I have a stack show for you. But if you're in Virginia or if you just want to share some thoughts on on this race last night, if you're feeling good, you're doing a little bit of a victory dance, you can call in 800-282-2882. A good day for America. Bad day for Democrats. Good day for America. Those often go side by side. And uh, we'll get into it in just a moment with you. More of that coming up. One of the smarter actions I've taken this year is purchasing gold. I did so earlier this year for the first time with the Oxford Gold Group. They not only helped me purchase gold, but also helped me take delivery of it. Holding gold in my hands, I'll tell you, it's one of the most unique sensations you can have. I mean, it's a precious metal. It has been for ages, right? It's a, it's a commodity that people really value. And on top of that, it serves as a great protection of your wealth in both your savings account and your IRA account. If you think buying real gold is complicated, it's not. Start by calling my friends at the Oxford Gold Group. That's who you need to call. They'll explain everything to you. Having real gold delivered to your home or having real gold as part of your IRA, it's just a phone call away with Oxford Gold. Call them at 833-404-GOLD and learn how you can have real gold in your IRA and delivered to your door. That's the Oxford Gold Group at 833-404-GOLD, 833-404-GOLD. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. 
There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Friends, we are going to start that transformation on day one. There is no time to waste. Our kids can't wait. We work in real people time, not government time. And so on day one, we're going to work. 
We're going to restore excellence in our schools. We will invest the largest education budget in the history of the Commonwealth. We're going to invest in teachers, new facilities, special education. We're going to introduce choice within our public school system. How about that? Choice within the public school system. We're going to start with 20 charter schools and we are going to make a down payment and close the gap on giving parents an opportunity to select where their kids go to school. Welcome back to the Clay and Buck Show. Glenn Youngkin there with his victory speech. A huge night for him. And there's the implications of this. I mean, the Biden administration is watching this. They're in hiding. And, and Joe Joe knows there's nothing to be said right now other than, wow, we... We're in a bit of a mess here. The midterms already looking like it could be an absolute annihilation for the Democrats if trends continue. There's obviously always a lot of time between now and then. But, Clay, there was so much here. First of all, the way that Youngkin breaks down the education situation, he says, we'll make it better. We'll also get parents more involved and give them more choice. Almost like a guy who has successfully run a very large company that's incredibly uh, done incredibly well, the Carlisle Group, private equity firm out of D.C., and understands how to make things better for the actual parents who voted for him and their children. But you know what makes us all the sweeter is that in the final weeks of the campaign, McAuliffe went right into the gutter, the nastiest racial, uh, you know, or you know, racism smears imaginable, and Youngkin still dunked on him. Well said. And not only that. McAuliffe brought in all the heavy hitters in the Democratic Party to try to drag him across the finish line. Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Kamala Harris. He brought out every big name he could in Virginia to argue in favor of him actually winning. In fact, this is probably a good time to play Kamala Harris, who just always has. She always manages to say the absolute dumbest thing. Do we have Kamala right now? I, 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 pl- I linked that earlier. If we don't have it, we'll play it later for you. But Kamala basically said, hey, whatever happens in 2022, 2021 is going to happen in 2022 and in 2024. And I hope she's right in uh, in her diagnosis there. For once, I hope Kamala Harris is right. Prophetic, perhaps. I, I certainly I certainly hope so, too. And Clay, I mean, if you look at the look at what the implications are here for uh, possible, you know, Senate map uh, for where we are with the Congress. Democrats were going into this situation with a razor thin advantage in the Congress to begin with. What does the Biden administration look like with a Republican majority to handle? Oh, my. That'll be something we hope we get to in one year's time. Almost exactly. Pet lovers know this. Taking an extra step to make sure your pet is really healthy makes for a better day around the home for everybody. I know we do that with our family dog, Tallulah. I actually just dropped her off this morning with my folks. Clay does the same with his cats. They're members of the family. We want them happy and healthy. We want them around for a long time. That's why months ago, I started to add a healthy supplement to Tallulah's meals. It's called Rough Greens, spelled just the way you'd want it to be for your dog, R-U-F-F. Rough, rough. R-U-F-F. Rough Greens is an additive you put into your dog's food. You keep the dog food you got but it makes it healthier. It's got probiotics, enzymes, omega oils, all kinds of great stuff your dog needs just like you do. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident your dog will love it. They've got a special deal right now. Go to roughgreens.com slash EIB. That's R-U-F-F, roughgreens.com slash EIB. They'll give you the first bag free. All you pay is shipping. Roughgreens.com slash EIB. Big 
Because you see, what happens in Virginia will in large part determine what happens in 2022, 2024, and on. That is Vice President Kamala Harris. For once, I hope she's right. I believe we are joined now by Senator Marco Rubio of Florida. Senator, this is probably one of the times that you hope Kamala Harris is right, too, in the wake of what we saw happen in Virginia, don't you? Yeah, no, I, I think she is right, and um, and I'm glad she was so prescient about it. Um, and, and, you know, look, it's not that I think one election, it's not that people, for example, in Florida are going to vote a certain way because people in Virginia voted a certain way. That's not the point. I mean, the point is, I think it's pretty indicative of how far removed from reality the people right now in charge of the federal government are. If you think about, if you think about what they're thinking this morning, and I haven't watched a lot of it, but just hearing and reading a little bit this morning, there is a group over there on the left that actually thinks that the reason why they lost this election is because they haven't passed, they haven't done more of what they're threatening or want to do. That in essence, if these things happened, if what they want became law, people would benefit from it and they would be happy and they would reward them next November. They, they still don't get that people know exactly what they're trying to do, are against it, and it's the reason why they're rejecting it. The, the way I view it is for 364 days a year, the people that run our corporate America, the people that run the media, the commentators, and a lot of the people in charge in government, they tell us what we can think, they tell us what we can do, they tell us what we're allowed to say, but there's one day a year called Election Day where the rest of us tell them how crazy they are, and that's what yesterday was about. Hey, Senator Rubio, it's Buck. I, I wanted to know what you think about the calculations that may be made now more broadly by your Senate Democrat colleagues, but specifically uh, by Manchin and Cinema, after what they saw last night. It, it feels as though we've been in living in an upside down country for a while here where a very narrow margin, a 50-50 Senate, a very narrow margin in the House, somehow justified in Democrats' minds a massive multi-trillion dollar additional spending package that they say is going to be you know, a game changer. Um, what do you think happens now from the perspective of the Democrat holdouts in the Senate who haven't gone along? I mean, is there is their position strengthened? What what happens to the Biden yeah. build back better agenda is what I'm really asking. Well, I think they I think they point to what happened yesterday as an example of why they're right and why this overreach is going to cost them even more seats. And and I think they make that argument now from a political standpoint. I don't think that changes the true believers, the squad and the people like that, because because these people at the end of the day often come from districts and or states where you know they're not going to lose and, and they're pushing this radical agenda. But the broader point is the one you made at the outset, and that is somehow people with a 50-50 Senate, you know, three or four vote majority in the House and the slummest of margins that have Joe Biden living in the White House somehow think that was a mandate to radically remake the country, that people put them there to take us this far left. That's not what he campaigned on. There's a reason why he didn't campaign on the agenda. You know, candidate Biden and President Biden are two different people. And what Biden campaigned on is not how he's governing. And, you know, but somehow we've they think that they have this mandate to do these radical things and people are going to start pushing back. And they've already started starting yesterday. Senator Rubio, what time frame do you think we work through now? Uh, as you're sitting up there in the Senate, there had been talk certainly of the October 31st deadline for infrastructure and also for the uh, the Biden budget. Is this something that happens before Thanksgiving now in your mind where they give votes? Do we uh, push it to the end of the year? Yeah, how do I, you I assess the, the timeline and, and how much well, control do Republicans have, if at all, over this? Yeah, I don't know. We don't have very much in, uh, insight and or control over it because they're planning to do it without us. So really, there's an audience of two or three that they're focused on in the Senate and in the House, uh, a few more. But 
this proves our point, right? The, re- the infrastructure, but I voted against it for this precise reason, and that is it is a hostage. It is the hostage that's now being held, and what they're saying to everybody is, if you want this bill that a bunch of you guys agreed on, I didn't, but you guys agreed on, then you have to give us this other thing that only we agree on. And that's, that's the hostage they've taken. Now, whether they decide to release that hostage, I don't know. It sounds like they're trying to figure out a way to do that so that Biden can at least get something done and claim credit for something or an achievement on something. But I don't know... Um, on the broader point, you know, on, on the spending, the, the, let, me, let me be clear about reconciliation. It gives me no comfort that they're going to whittle it down from 2.5 or 3.5 to 1.75 trillion. It's still a socialist expansion of the government. If you put the government in charge of pre-K in America, it doesn't matter if you authorize it for two years or five. You put the government in charge of pre-K in America, and then you're going to tell pre-Ks what they can teach, who they can hire, and who's allowed to provide it. That's the power they really care about. It's not the it's not the the money. They care about controlling these things. It's the last piece of education in this country they don't control. We're speaking to Senator Marco Rubio of Florida. And, Senator, my understanding is that the anti-regime resistance in Cuba is planning to uh, become active again. There's there's nationwide protests that are expected in a couple of weeks. This got on the radar here in the U.S. a few months back where it seemed that there was real pressure, unprecedented pressure on the regime from inside of Cuba. I want to know what you could tell us as somebody who understands this and follows it closely at the foreign relations level about the fight for freedom from inside of Cuba. And then, of course, what is the Biden administration doing on this? Where is the Biden administration on this issue? Well, on the second point, they're doing nothing um, on it at all. And and in some ways, it's good because they haven't reversed the Trump policies because they make sense. In some ways, it's bad because that the people in charge of the Cuba portfolio inside of this administration are the one the same ones that were in favor of the Obama deal with Cuba that was a disaster. But um, I, my sense of it is that they don't give it much priority, and to the extent they give it attention, it's give it's handed off to lower level people in the administration and at the State Department that are friendly with the regime, including the lady that now is in charge of Cuba at the State Department, was in charge of putting together congressional trips to Cuba to hang out with the regime officials and, and so forth. On the first point, the, this effort to do this march on November 11th, look, inside of Cuba, it's not easy, right? I mean, you fa- there are people that are still locked up in arbitrary detention, you know, three months after what happened in July. They're pretty brutal about it. They crack down pretty hard. They're, they're pretty good at repression, unfortunately. So we're encouraging and asking people to do something that I admit right now is easy to say from the outside, but it's not easy to do from the inside. But I think there's this realization by younger Cubans that another generation is going to be lost to this, that their only choices are going to be to get out of the country or live the rest of their life languishing in the system that doesn't work. It doesn't work socially, culturally, morally, or or economically for them. And I think that's being expressed, and it continues to put pressure uh, on, on a regime that's willing to kill and jail its own people to stay in power. Senator Rubio, speaking of uh, foreign affairs, I'm not sure if you've seen Enos Cantor. He's a Boston Celtic player speaking yeah. out against Chinese dictatorships. He said something interesting yesterday, and we talked about this a little bit on the show as well, we're right now scheduled, the world is, to be in Beijing for the Winter Olympics in February. Given all that has happened with COVID, the lies that China has propagated, should we and other democratic countries like America be going to China and allowing them to host the Winter Olympics in February of next year? Well, let me say two things. First of all, I'm not generally in favor of boycotting because it hurts the athletes that have trained hard all these years to be prepared to go. That said, that said... 
I think we have to look very carefully at the conditions that are being placed uh, for people that are going. So right now, they've violated all kinds of Olympic rules. They're not allowing athletes to come in early and acclimate as you're supposed to do. Um, we don't know. the. I imagine they're putting severe. I, I want to see how the media, the American media, covers the Winter Olympics because how can you be in China and not cover the fact that um, you know these abuses are going on there? And it seems like the Chinese authorities are going to try to constrain and, and, and keep everybody in this you know, locked-up area where they can't go outside. And it'll be interesting to see. What I'm going to be really be watching is how do the outlets that are covering the Olympics and the journalists who are sent there to cover the Olympics – how do they cover it? I mean, do they actually are they going to actually write things and put things out there that are going to be clear and brutally honest about not just the conditions in the Olympic villages and the conditions around the, but the conditions in the country that happen to host them? Or are we going to allow the sort of uh, paid infomercial where the Chinese can sort of brag about all the advances they've made and ignore all the negative stuff they've done? That's something to bear watching. I, I want to see how this is covered and whether these outlets and these sponsors pull their punches because they're interested in access and ratings and not so much in being journalists or, or telling the truth or being on the side of what's right. Senator Marco Rubio of Florida. Sir, appreciate you being with us here on the Clay and Buck Show. Thanks so much. Yeah, hey, thank you for having me back. Thank you, guys. So, you know, Clay, I want to know if, just, just taking us back around here, because we're going to come into the latest uh, on the elections. There's actually an update out of Virginia. More good news for Republicans. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I love, love it. I love all the good news. You know, sometimes we have to come in here and say Fauci is ruining the world and Today we get to do a little victory dance, and that's that's a fun thing. Uh, good news, more good news out of Virginia. I'll tell you what as we come back. I'm also wondering if if folks in our audience across the country are looking at what happened in Virginia and saying, "Oh, I'm going to get more involved at school board meetings. I'm going to actually join the." I mean, I feel like we're leaving the dads out here, but the mom revolution. Uh, it is the mom revolution. On, you know, They're the ones the parents. who swung a big difference in terms of how they voted in 2020. That's so right. Well, we'll talk about the suburban female vote in this Virginia election was the, the big game changer. We'll come into all that in just a moment. But are you going to change things up? Are you going to get more involved? 800-282-2882. You see how powerful it can be. We'll come to that in a minute. You're spending too much money on gas and food, and what you need to do is take care of your family. So don't overpay for cell service. Switch to Pure Talk Cellular. They're on the exact same 5G network using the same towers as one of the big three carriers, but you're paying a heck of a lot, a heck of a lot less for it. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're paying too much each month. And how much can you save? 50 or $60 a month. And if you're paying for a family plan, you could save as much as, get this, $800 a year. And switching is so easy. You can keep your number and your phone, which is really important. Clay, I know you've got this hooked up with your family. Your kids have Pure Talk. They love it. We do, in fact, love it. My son's got an iPhone 12. He's got unlimited talk tech, six gigs of data on Pure Talk's 5G network for just 30 bucks a month. If you want unlimited data, you can still save a ton of money each month as well. Claire in New York's perfect example. She got a new iPhone from Pure Talk, kept her same phone number, got a new SIM card, and saved herself a bundle every month. That's why Pure Talk's the top-rated wireless company as measured by Consumer Affairs. Their customer service is also right here in the good old USA. They have a 30-day risk-free guarantee, Pure Talk does, so you literally have nothing to lose. From your cell phone right now, dial pound 250 and say Pure Talk, and you'll save 50% off your first month and more on a new phone. That's pound 250. Say Pure Talk. Some restrictions apply. Call for details. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons, 
One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We should update people, I think, Buck, on what's going on. You can tell me if you've seen anything more recent. We still have an uncertain outcome in New Jersey. I'm looking, I mean, this thing can't get any closer than it actually is right now. With 88% reported of the vote in New Jersey, according to the New York Times update, there is and I, I, 120 votes separating the Republican and the Democrat with the Republican, who you can pronounce better than me, has a literally 120 vote lead with 2.4 million votes cast. Yeah, Cinderella. Are you looking at this? I mean, this is crazy. Yeah, so it's Cinderella. I think if we were doing it Italian Cinderella. style, it'd be, it'd be Cittarelli, but it's yes. Cittarelli is the Americanized version, right? People do all right, this all the Cittarelli. time. Cittarelli. So it's the, I mean, you the New Jersey version. You wonder whether your vote matters. In New Jersey, 120 votes separating the Republican Play, and the Democrat right Everyone now. who listens to us, I believe, or at least who was listening to that point of the show, remember, I think I said yesterday, these are going to be the races. By the way, I believe Youngkin won by a little over 2%. Yeah. That's what I said he was going to win by. And I believe I said you're gonna. These are gonna be now. Granted, I was really just talking about Virginia, but we're seeing in Virginia. I'm sorry, in New Jersey too, where you can actually you go out and vote, and it's meaningful because the numbers are so tight. You go, oh wow, you know, me, my friends, my family members all together. I mean, think a hundred and twenty vote 
separation right now in a state the size with millions and millions of people in New Jersey. Yes. And this is a blue stronghold state, friends. I know Governor Chris Christie, Chris Christie years ago was, was the governor there, and you can have blue stronghold states with a Republican governor, but this just shows you once again, the other guy, Murphy, had all the Democrat, you know, all the Democrat no one even big power. about this race. Yeah. It, what? Now, hardly anyone even talked about this no, race. No one was talking about it. was going to be close. Because everyone thought that, that he was going to get blown out. But Citarelli went around and said, this is what we got to do. This is what's going on in our state. This is what I will do if you make me the governor. Old school politics. You know, the, the other guy was going at this. Uh, you know, Murphy was going at this. With the usual, oh, you know, we're going to have a lot of money and celebrity and we're going to do all this stuff with the Democrat Party just carrying you along. No, right now, people want to know, what are you going to do for me? Because the Democrat Party is coming up zeros for people in a lot of places. And the Biden administration's obviously got Hyden Biden. Oh, and I, I promised everybody a little additional good news. Yes. Democrats in Virginia, uh, Virginia Public Access Project had this tweet a couple hours ago. They, they wrote, we have a corrected result in HD House District 85. This is for the state of Virginia. Instead of a Democratic hold, Republican Karen Greenhog has a 202 vote lead over first term Democrat Alex Askew. So Republicans are now on track in Virginia for a 52 to 48 lead in the majority in the House, the Virginia State House. So you may have unified red government in the state of Virginia, which, as you have pointed out many times, went for Biden by 10 points a year ago. And they had not won a statewide race, Buck, since 2009, the Republicans in Virginia. And they may effectively be winning for the control of the legislature. They've already won the AG, the lieutenant governor and the governor, a clean sweep in Virginia. And as 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 incredible as the results are in Virginia, New Jersey is the bigger story. Citarelli may not end up winning. Again, he's up by about 120 votes out of 2.4 million that have been cast. I mean, it's almost impossible to have a closer election. Well, New Jersey's the bigger surprise, maybe. But I mean, I think Virginia is yes. the bigger story. Bigger, yes. But the, but the bigger. I mean, look. We are now, well, now they just flipped it. Murphy's up uh, like a a little bit. So anyway, this thing is like. Super tight. I think Murphy may end up fighting his way through before all is said and done. But regardless, no one, like we said, hardly even talked about New Jersey. But the sign there, Biden won by 16. We're talking about a state that's effectively dead even right now. And, Buck, we talked about yesterday. We said at Virginia, if the Republicans win, and they have, it's going to embolden. You asked this question as we were going to break here a second ago. It's going to embolden a lot of other states that may be slanted towards the Democrats to feel like if they could do it in Virginia, why can't we do it here, especially in 2022? Well, I mean, this is there's so much here. And I do remember because I got into I got into conservative media right at the origins around. I mean, Clay, I think we got in around the same time into media, um, the origins of the Tea Party movement and how that was about people at the local level understanding, hey, we can come together and we actually have political voice we actually can turn elections one way or the other if we get involved and school board meetings and what's being taught to your kids really matters to people not just in virginia all over the country and you heard yunkin saying let's not cede the public school system to the lunatics let's not only have people on the right talking about homeschooling 
and and uh, you know taking your kids out of the system entirely. Let's create more choice. Let's create a better system. Let's allow parents to pick where their kids are going. Let's work to make the system better as it stands now with conservative principles instead of just abandoning it. That's a message that can resonate, I think, across all 50 states. No doubt at all. I mean, it is such a fabulous day to wake up and be in favor of American exceptionalism. You talked about, Buck, sometimes we have to sit down and we have to talk about all the idiocy of Fauci or whatever the latest restrictions are. I'll be damned if it didn't feel great to sit down in front of this mic and start off the show this first hour talking about a huge, massive ass-kicking that we put on Democrats in Virginia. More to come. Clay and Buck. It's fun. I got to say, man, Virginia made us proud. Even Jersey. Hey, Jersey. You're making us proud, Jersey. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Armstrong, he's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 